Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host, folks. Thank you so kindly for coming in, for tuning in. Are you driving in in this wet weather here in Houston, Texas? Are you just checking us out through passing the dial? Welcome. I hope you stick around because we have a lot of talk to talk about. Hey, for those folks who called in yesterday, we had about three callers that came in kind of late and they had some substantive subjects that I will entertain. If you're listening right now, remember to give us a call back at 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. But let me get some important notices out about this show since it's still new here on the in the morning at 6. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about something here. On air, Politics Done Right on KPFT-FM has moved from Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at noon to central to noon central, uh, rather, at noon central to Monday through Fridays, five days a week at 6 a.m. I repeat, we have moved from Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five days a week at 6 a.m. central. Please join us and be a part of the local, state, national, and international conversation. You can also talk about whatever you want to talk about because when I tell you this is your show, this is not just talk. I really mean it's your show. You can change the direction. While I am decidedly progressive, I believe in engaging, listening, and learning from absolutely everybody. And irrespective of their political ideology, I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, ideologue, uh, uh, anarchist, I don't care who you are. We want to hear your voice. You are United. You are here in the United States. You have a voice. You will never get disrespected on this program. I believe in civil disobedience. Si lo, si lo único que hablas es español, me puedes llamar también porque te hablo en español y lo, lo traslado en inglés. No hay problema que podemos hablar eso también. There are many ways to listen to or watch Politics Done Right live, and that is tune in on the radio at 90.1 FM. You can tune in on the radio 90.1 FM or you can stream from the KPF you stream KPFTFM on the TuneIn TuneIn app. You can get the TuneIn app from your Android or Apple's app stores and just search for KPFT and you can stream us live from your phone or anywhere you have the TuneIn program. You can also stream KPFT 90.1 FM via our website at kpft.org kpft.org. You can watch it live on Facebook. Go to h go to facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. Again, that is facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. And of course, you can always go to YouTube. Go to uh, politicsdoneright.tv. Politicsdoneright.tv. Please call the show live at 713-526-5738 and hit extension 2 and you'll get on air immediately with your comments. Every comment is appreciated. Please drop me a line at K email that is at KPFT at politicsdoneright.com. If you have suggestions for the show, topics you want me to cover, complaints that you have with the show, anything that you want to tell me. There is no there is no hate here. 
There is, there is no concern about what you want to tell me here. You can tell me as you please. Again, my name is Egberto Willis, and remember you're tuning in to Politics Done Right on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. Anyway, folks, the subject today, uh, you know, I had a completely different lineup that I thought I was going to do uh, this morning. But, you know, in watching TV last night, I, I, I said, you know, this, these two subjects are prescient. I mean, they tie together, but they are prescient, what I'm going to be talking about here. And, 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 and cue up those phones early today, because a lot of folks have waited till the end of the show when I can't really get a chance to talk to them uh, as, as efficiently as we'd want to, as, as completely as we would want to. So again, 713-526-5738, extension 2, 713 five two six five seven three eight extension numero dos y como dije también hablo español así que me tienen que llamar en español me pueden hablar también all right anyhow going into what we're talking about i'm going to start today with a, with with a subject zoe zafar remember that name i may be spelled saying it a bit different zoe zephyr i i i think it's zoe zafar she calls out Montana Republicans for attempting to kill democracy. Let me give the backstory. Zoe Zafar is a transgender woman who was elected on uh, elected to the Montana legislature. Legislature. Um, now, if you are elected, I don't care what the politics uh, is of any particular uh, body. This is a representative democracy. As a representative democracy, whomever is elected, a person that is in legal stature and elected, notice what I said now, because you don't want to, you know, you can elect a mass killer and expect that person in, in, in a legislature or Congress or whatever. But if you're, if you're a person in legal standing following the laws and you are you run for a position and you are elected, that voice belongs in that elected body. Okay, so Zoe Zafar is a transgender woman who, uh, who was elected to the Montana legislature. She was kicked out of the Montana legislature, similar to Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, and uh, the, I spelled I spelled it legislature instead of legislature in the newsletter that I sent out. So forgive that that uh, thing. It was late at night, uh, but CNN reported as follows. They said the following: Good morning, Alistair Waters. Alistair Waters is on the chat. So you're the first person to join the chat. More will come. Guess people are going to be waking up. Anyhow, CNN reports the following. Montana's Republican-dominated House voted Wednesday to ban Representative Zoe Zafar, who had said GOP lawmakers would have blood on their hands for passing bills restricting transgender rights and rallied protesters Monday after Speaker Matt Regier blocked her from being recognized to speak from the House chamber for the remainder of this year's legislative session. Under the disciplinary measure approved on a 68 to 32 vote Wednesday, Zafar, the 34-year-old Democrat from Missoula, 
who last year became the first openly transgender woman elected to Montana's legislature, will be allowed to retain her seat and cast votes remotely. But she will not be able to participate in debates. The session is scheduled to end next week. Does it? Does something sound like separate but equal here? In other words, you're not going to be allowed in here. You offended us. You offend us. Your presence, your being, who you are, offends us. So even as your constituents sent you here, we don't want you here. And since we are a supermajority here in Montana, we are sending you flying. Get out of this house. We are sick of seeing you. That's pretty much what they're saying. That's pretty much what they're saying. They don't say it that graphically. Actions, we know, speak much better than words, guys. Uh, 713-526-5738, extension number two. You get on air right away. All lines are open. 713-526-5738. Give us a call and hablamos. Give us a call. All right. To finish the article, we have a week and a half left of the session And we'll be covering important topics, housing bill, the state budgets, and every bill that goes forward for the remainder of this session. There will be 11,000 Montanans whose representative is missing, whose voices cannot be heard on those bills, Sapphire told CNN's Erin Burnett on Outfront later that Wednesday, later last night, that is. This is likely the most undemocratic act to date. I get it. Justin Jones and Justin Pearson were immediately sent back by hook or crook. But Zephyr will have to run behind a Zoom channel if she wants to see what's happening in the legislature. They have denied her the camaraderie with her or with, with the folks in the legislature. They have denied her the the ability to operate in the best interest of the people in that thing. I I want you guys to listen to this because here's the deal, brothers and sisters. Here is the real deal. What she said in her speech, I guess, just before they kicked her out, any human being with morals Any human being who cares about other human beings, any human being who cares about a dog would have been touched by what she said. And the fact that just about every Republican in the Montana legislature went ahead and said, goodbye, bye-bye, it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. Before I play this clip, I want to say good morning, Harold. Uh, <laughs> Howard, how are you doing today, my brother? I'm assuming he's at the mic, but maybe oh, he's here. here. Okay, great. How are you doing this morning, sir? It's early in the morning, and you know, I come up with all this fiery stuff, and you know, how are you doing? Well, it's, it's, it's waking, waking me, up, me up, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, I, I hope so, because if folks are listening on the way, driving in the thunderstorm that's going on, I want to make sure it's all good. But anyway, folks, I want to play the Zoe clip. And the importance of this Zoe clip is it, it speaks not about Zoe, but anybody who listens to her words 
not tune out her words. How could you still kick this woman out of the building? I want you to check this out. Pay attention to the state legislatures. These are the front lines, end quote. That's how one Democrat put it today when just two weeks after Republicans in Tennessee voted to expel two black representatives, another Republican-led state legislature voted to kick out a Democrat who dissented. This is Montana State Representative Zoe Zephyr. She's a Democrat, the people of Montana House District 100, part of the city of Missoula, elected to represent them. Today, Republicans voted to bar her from the state house chamber for the rest of the current legislative session. The Republican playbook here is very similar to what we all watched in Tennessee. Her transgression, according to the Montana House Republicans, was breaking with decorum in the chamber. That's the thing these days. Zoe Zephyr is trans. She is Montana's first and only trans lawmaker. And last week, she said this to her Republican colleagues as they pushed a bill to restrict gender-affirming care for minors. And then the only thing I will say is if, I, if you vote yes on this bill and yes on these amendments, I hope the next time there's an invocation, when you bow your heads in prayer, you see the blood on your hands. Republicans also accused Representative Zephyr of inciting demonstrators who'd assembled in the House gal- uh, gallery to support her. Again, very similar to what we saw in the Tennessee State House. And just a few hours ago, the Montana State House voted 68 to 32 along party lines to bar Representative Zephyr from entering the chamber for the rest of the legislative session. She can vote and attend sessions remotely. Speaking before the vote this afternoon, Representative Zephyr, who will join us in just a moment, defended her initial comments. She defended the right of her constituents to have their representative in the state house chamber, and she defended democracy itself. Last week, I spoke on the governor's amendments to Senate Bill 99, which banned gender-affirming care. This was a bill that was one of many targeting the LGBTQ community in Montana. I have had friends who have taken their lives because of these bills. I have fielded calls from families in Montana, including one family whose trans teenager attempted to take her life while watching a hearing on one of the anti-trans bills. So when I rose up and said, there is blood on your hands, I was not being hyperbolic. I was speaking to the real consequences of the votes that we as legislators take in this body. And when the speaker asks me to apologize what he is uh, on behalf of decorum, what he is really asking me to do is be silent when my community is facing bills that get us killed. He's asking me to be complicit in this legislature's eradication of our community. And I refuse to do so, and I will always refuse to do so. I would also say that if you use decorum to silence people who hold you accountable, then in the name of all you are doing is using decorum as a tool of oppression. Additionally, when the speaker disallowed me to speak, what he was doing is taking away the voices of the 11,000 Montanans who who elected me to speak on their behalf. What my constituents in my community did is came here and said, that is our voice in this body. Let her speak. Let her speak. And when the speaker gaveled down the people demanding that democracy work, demanding that their representative be heard, when he gaveled down, what he was doing is driving a nail in the coffin of democracy. But 
you cannot kill democracy that easily. You cannot kill democracy that easily. I cannot express how impressed I am with that woman. She has spoken in that legislature better than anyone else. Alistair is on line one. Come on in, Alistair. How are you doing this morning, ma'am? Hey, good morning, brother. Great. Can you hear me clearly, my dear? I hear you loud and clear, brother, loud and clear. Talk to me. I am appalled how the voice of the dissent is being silenced and that you must run with the status quo in order to be heard. And that is, that's why it's so important for the people, we the people, the government, we are the government. And we need to let them know through our vote that we will not be silent. Alistair, it could not have been said any better because, I mean, and I love what you talk about. You ha- They want you to adapt to status quo. They want you to be one particular way. They want you to not object. They want you to just sit back, be quiet, and take it. And that's not democracy. That is not democracy. That is totalitarianism at its finest. Exactly. And it is showing, and again, it is one party doing this. And you know, what What this one party forgets is if a turn occurs, how, you know, one of the reasons, um, Alistair, I always use the phrase, try to look through somebody else's eyes. Uh, and, and the reason why is, and you know, the, the term what comes around goes around or what goes around comes around isn't a cliche or a statement for the sake of being a statement. It's just true. Karma is a real thing. And, and, and there's, a lit, there, there's some science behind karma. What you, what you give, if you're a person that's doing right by others, in the, if, unless you're a psychopath, others are, you know, unless those you're doing well, to, right. good to, are psychopaths, they want to do good to you too, right? Right. I want to, I, I know that you're not a big biblical person, but I need to get biblical for some people that need please to do, that. please do. Remember, this is not, I am not a, a Republican party. I believe right. everybody's voices oh, matter. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't understand how they claim that Christians in particular are claiming that, uh, Transgender is a sin. It's not real. It's hocus pocus. It's biblical. It goes back. It's biblical. Old, I mean, old, old Judaism recognizes six genders. Six. You know, I read that. I think, if I'm not mistaken, someone posted that to our 3 p.m. chat. Uh, uh, show in, in, the, in the 3 p.m. chat. I don't know if it was you or not, but I it that was something that I learned. It was you, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, I, yeah. And it's it's genuine. I, I learned that that when I tell people that we have learning ex. I'm sorry. I oh, over. No. I talked over you. I'm sorry. You're good. Jesus is a Jew, and there are. 
books in the Bible. There are books. Oh, it's just people pick and choose what they want that lines up with what they believe. Right. But and you know, you can eat it too. I hear you. I, I hear you, Alistair. I hear you. Wow, our phones are really going. Hold on a second. Let's see. Uh, oh, that seems like one 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 call keeps calling or something like that. Anyway, I imagine Howard have that under control. Anyway, Alistair, it's it's important that what we do, and you're absolutely correct. It's important that we teach these things because the charlatans, we call them in Spanish los charlatanes. Those guys that that that, yeah. pur- that purport to be Christian, that purport to be talking from the good book, we know that what they're talking from is a hateful heart. We know that they really don't care about humanity. And by the way, I'm a I'm a pretty spiritual guy, just just not organized religion, my dear beautiful lady. <laughs> there we go. Mea culpa for my. Oh no no not not at all. I'm a humanist. You know, I I, I believe in I, I believe in in I believe in humans. I believe that we can solve problems and and w- whatever needs to be divine, I'll call Alistair. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you know. But anything else you want to add before we we uh, take on the other subject, my friend? No, take no and. Everybody call in. You want to talk, get your point across, call and do Absolutely. it now so that you don't get cut off and feel rushed. Right. That That is what I'm hoping that people call earlier. Yesterday, we got this rush at the end. And I mean, we got a whole bunch of calls. It was like one on top of the other. I was going, oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for calling in this morning, Alistair. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. All right. Take care. All right, folks. That was Alistair Waters. Anyway, let's get busy here with the second subject unless folks call in and say something else. And that number is 713-526-5738, extension number two. Again, remember that number is 713-526-5738. If you're calling and accidentally get caught off, please just remember to give us a call back. We are here to serve. 713-526-5738. All right, folks. Um, the second subject is, uh, it kind of, uh, kind of ping-pongs on to the first, right? And it goes like this. AOC, Zephyr, uh, Zephyr, AOC, Zephyr, Jones, and Maxwell. Young reps, both state and national reps, are fed up and ready to fight. They are fed up and ready to fight. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Justin Jones, and Maxwell Alejandro Frost are challenging out our, our march to fascism. They appeared in a Washington presser where they called out the Montana legislature for banning Zoe Zephyr from the Montana legislature. It is clear our democracy is in the hands of these young millennials because so many of those in power now have failed them. We have failed the millennials. We have failed the Gen Zs. We have failed so many. 
as too often we not not the people in general, but the people we elect too often we have allowed them to tap into our fears, into our selfishness, into so many things. And in that process, we have taken most and left just little for the rest. But you know what? Out there now, we have a young people out there now that are starting to empower themselves because we're all empowered. We all have one vote. We're all empowered. We have one vote. And they're ready to take over. And I can't wait to serve them. They're ready to take over, and I can't wait to serve them. Give them whatever experiences that I have. And I hope all of us older folks who were unable to get those who hurt them, who hurt our body politic, who hurt our economic system, I just trust that we will be there for them. I want you to listen to this little out speech that, uh, that AOC and Maxwell and um, uh, uh, Justin did out there at the Capitol because it's important. Check this out. We'll then take it on the other side. For these folks, January 6th was just a dress rehearsal. It was just a dress rehearsal because legally, let's not lose the plot. They were trying to block a duly elected official, in this case, the president of the United States, from taking office. And legislatures across the country looked at that and say, you know what, let's try to get Representative Jones out from office. Let's try to get Representative Zoe Zephyr in Montana out of office. Let's try to kick out the people because we cannot beat them. This is what fascism does when it is on its hind heels. It, it is always darkest before dawn. We are winning this thing. We are winning this thing. As we saw in Tennessee, their action was to set a precedent. We saw what happened in Montana a couple hours ago. And if we do not stand together, it will continue to happen again and again and again and grow more extreme. And so our message is quite simple. Is that if you come for one of us, you come for all of us. If you come for one of us, you come for all of us. We've seen the rise of this right-wing movement that is dangerous, that is dangerous, and targeting marginalized communities because they don't have solutions to the affordable housing crisis, to the housing crisis. They don't have solutions to ending gun violence. They don't have solutions to the existential climate crisis. So what they want to do instead is pick marginalized communities, LGBTQ plus folks, trans folks, black people, black history, books, immigrants, and target them instead. We are here to challenge power. We are here to reclaim power. And we are here to build power, not just for communities, but with them. With them. We, I, I mean, having young people, having young people take over is what is so important now, folks. And I can tell you straight up, I am so proud of the young folks that are that are coming of age, the young folks that we are going to leave this into because not only these young people don't only have business sense. They not only see things through some sort of a domain solely dedicated to the uh what should I say to the e to to to, to capital. 
they think about humanity. They think about real democracy. Many of them or most of them are not indoctrinated into a system that just says, I sit back and have it done onto me. They say to themselves, we are going to make the difference. And that is what's important when we look at these folks, people. That is what's important. Uh, so again, uh, what we're seeing is uh, a generation that's coming up having realized how these their elders have failed. Look at the people in that Montana legislature, legislature that decided to completely disregard Zafar, Zephyr. Look at those people, old, set in their own ways, disregarding of humanity. That's who they are. That's, new, that's not who their constituents uh, are, but that's who the people that constituency elected, that's who they are. We have to do better. We must do better. And you know what? Having an AOC, having a, uh, a, a, a Maxwell Frost, having a Justin Pearson, having a Justin, uh, Justin Jones, having a Ilan Omar, having a, a Rashida Talib, having a, uh, 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 I can't remember the one from, uh, Miss, from, from uh, Massachusetts, coming into the fold. Starting to starting to exert their political prowess, Ayanna Presley—that's the one I was thinking about—and uh, uh, all these young people coming into the fold. I tell you, we cannot be happier that we are actually coming into being into the fold, folks, into the fold. So I, again, sit tight. Vote right. Again, sit. Well, <laughs> I, 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 when I say vote right, I don't mean right, the, the ideology, but I, I'm not going to say, I want it to rhyme, but I'll say sit tight, vote correctly. Again, sit tight, vote correctly. Um, anyhow, folks, I, as I said, I think it's important. It is imperative that going forward, the only solution we have to this fascist state that is on the that's on the, that's being formed the path to fascism is exactly what these young people are doing let's join them and make sure that we don't allow what is certainly happening in the country last night as i watched it and i started to uh ponder what the clips that i wanted to show you all and play for you guys today i just said that I hope everybody listening on the other side would be hearing this in the in, in, in the spirit in which we're talking about it, because it's that important. It is that important. Okay, the next subject and the last subject, but I think likely to be the longest one has to do with the debt ceiling. All right, we're back. We're talking about the debt ceiling. Okay, Egberto. All right. The 10 cans. Thank you. Steer. How are you doing? How, 
The tin cans and string are back up and running. Yeah, it must got hit by lightning or something. Uh, Most likely, yeah. (laughs) That's probably what it was. Yeah, yeah. because the lightning's going crazy out here, and I know that transmitter. I know they have the lightning protection, but every now and then, it's a transmitter. Well, it's an an 800-foot lightning rod. Oh, tell me about (laughs) it. 800, yeah, it got hit because the lightning was... Was, I, I, I saw it just going crazy. Folks, uh, we had a little glip. I think the, the tower got hit by lightning, but it's back up. The one and only Howard got it back up. And make sure all things are running again. Anyhow, folks, um, for those who missed the, I, 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 want, I, I don't think you guys all missed the, um, the piece from uh, Zafar because that was, a, that was an important piece, but uh, if you if you missed it, remember that you can always go back to our facebook.com slash KPFT Houston and watch the entire show because the entire live show is being streamed there as well at facebook.com slash KPFT Houston to go ahead and watch the show. Or you can go to politicsdoneright.tv, either one to get the pieces that kind of dropped out of the program. Anyhow. Now that we're back on, for people that are surfing on the radio, 713-526-5738. Again, that is 713-526-5738. Hey, um, Howard, about how long uh, was, it, uh, was, that, was it down from that hit? Do you know or have any idea? Uh, calculating my time here, I'd say maybe 10 minutes. About 10 minutes. About okay. 10 minutes. Excellent, excellent. We, Thank we, you, my friend. Anyhow, fo- go. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, we missed some of that magnificent rant of yours. Oh, okay. Well, good. If, if you heard the, the piece and not the rant, it's okay. It's okay. Anyway. Well, we like the rant. Folks, um, <laughs> all right. Anyhow, um, folks, the, the, the third subject for the day is titled, Republicans' Debt Ceiling Hostage-Taking Bill Hurts the Red States. Okay? I find it amusing that what uh, you know the things that are left to cut the things that, that the republicans are willing to cut in the budgets are things that affect humanity right think about this folks i want you to think about this i don't care if you're republican democrat anarchist i don't care what your philosophy is there's one thing i do know about you you care about your fellow man i'm not talking about those people in congress I'm talking about you. So take off those of the, any Republican that's listening to me. They stumbled on the radio and they're listening to this guy. And they're just saying that darn liberal, that darn progressive, that pink hole liberal. I want to ask you a big favor. Take off my liberal ideological, my progressive ideological uh, moniker for now. And let's talk. Let's listen as if we're just two humans, okay? Let's listen as if we're just two humans without any ideological bent, all right? We're just thinking about our fellow man. Let's listen together. Let's learn together. The title of this piece, and when I talk about Republicans, I'm not talking about my Republicans, brothers and sisters, those that don't have the power to change laws. I am talking about those that are elected to change laws. That's where my ire, that's where my wrath lies. So let's go. Republicans' debt ceiling hostage-taking bill hurts the red states. 
Republicans finally did it. They're hostage taken with a debt ceiling negotiating bill. If it were to pass, would inflict pain, mostly on people in the red states. Reuters reported the following. But a Reuters analysis of federal spending data indicates that his proposed domestic spending caps could be felt most acutely in the states that backed Republican President Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election. I want to play you a piece. I want you to listen to this piece objectively. And then I'm going to ask you, how, whoever you are, whatever your ideology is, I know we just went live again. I hope most of you tune back in. 713-526-5738, extension number two. All lines are active. All, uh, li- rather, all lines are empty and waiting for your call to get you on air. But I want you to listen to this piece. And let's talk about it. I have a lot to say after this piece plays, but I want to open these phone lines for you to say your piece. Here we go. Well, let me cue that up first. Now, here we go. For months, this country has been watching a slow rolling hostage situation. Republicans in Congress have been holding the American economy hostage by threatening to drive the country into default. And today, those Republicans finally announced the ransom. Earlier this evening, House Republicans voted 217 to 215, which is a squeaker, to approve a plan to increase the debt ceiling in exchange for dramatic cuts to America's social safety net and its safety infrastructure. This came after a few days of very tense negotiations among Republicans and only Republicans to see if the party could even agree on what it actually wanted. They voted for a bill that would end critical food assistance for anywhere between 275,000 to 900,000 people, according to expert estimates. They voted to kick 600,000 Americans off of Medicaid and to significantly increase health care costs for state governments. That is according to the Congressional Budget Office. The bill would also result, according to one estimate, in 780,000 fewer jobs over the next 10 years. It would have cut 80,000 jobs from the VA health system. And the Department of Veterans Affairs estimates that in turn, that would result in 30 million fewer patient visits per year for American veterans. Republicans voted to cut off affordable housing assistance for more than one million families. They voted to cut Pell grants and block President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. They voted to cut early childhood education programs, to cut green energy tax credits. And the the plan passed by House Republicans would reduce the number of rail safety inspections by 7,500 and shut down 375 air traffic towers around the country. So the same party that claimed to be outraged by that East Palestine rail disaster that criticized Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg for his handling of major flight delays, that same party just voted to make air travel harder and to make railways less safe. Republicans just put themselves on record supporting all of that because this is their wish list. This is the stuff they want in exchange for not tanking the global economy. During the debate over the bill on the House floor, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, Democrat of Minnesota, she had this to say. 
for a long time, Republicans spent so much time saying they were going to address the economic anxiety families were feeling. But overnight, they dreamt up a dangerous economic bill that will blunt families into economic depression. Let me just ask you, are you surprised that Kevin McCarthy was actually able to pass a bill with members of his own caucus? Because the bar is really that low at this point. Obviously, it's a, it's a dark day when we got to see just how dangerous uh, the Republican agenda could be and, and the kind of uh, economically devastating bill that they can coalesce around. I wasn't surprised because I knew that ultimately as a car you know, uh, salesman that he would make some sort of concession. And we saw that um, up to the last minute as he was begging uh, for those votes. And, you know, there were reports saying that he was telling his members, uh, don't worry about the substance of the bill, just vote for it so that we can say uh, we have done something. You know, it is really hard to understand the logic oftentimes in Republican circles. But on this one in particular, Reuters is is reporting that the cuts these Republicans are talking about would be felt more acutely in red states, literally uh, an analysis of federal spending data indicates that the domestic spending caps could be felt most acutely in the states that backed Trump in the 2020 presidential election. Do you think Republicans know that or they just don't care? They don't care. Uh, they have been doing, um, you know, they've been advocating for a lot of policies that uh, transfer wealth um, and economic stability and security for poor and working families to millionaires and billionaires. You don't see them being worried about many of these red states where, you know, they are last on uh, uh, the level of education their children are getting. They are last on the level of employment that people are receiving. They are last on all of the resources uh, that should be available to any community that lives in a thriving society like we do here in the United States. Uh, and so many people are convinced by their lies because what the Republicans have done is um, tell one story uh, and implement uh, policies that tell the opposite of that story. And to me, the thing that is the most frustrating is how is it that so many people continue to believe in the promises that Republicans make on what they will do, knowing that the policies that they implement are hurting them every single day? I want you to think about that, my dear brothers and sisters. Think about that. Um, the it, First of all, uh, when I saw all the cuts enumerated, I could not believe that they would give i mean th this shows you how hate and disregard for one's constituency again i repeat this tells you how one's hate and one's disregard for the constituency is so evident within the party and the reason I'm saying that is, here we go. There is a debt ceiling. There's a, we have, let me, let me first explain the debt ceiling, okay? The debt ceiling is a false number. In other words, if you can okay the debt ceiling, 
it means that you can okay that there is no debt ceiling. If if all you have to do is say, yes, we vote to increase the debt ceiling, it means there is really no debt ceiling. Let's go ahead and bring in Brother Robert here. Robert, come on, you're hot. Hi, I was wondering Hi, what, happened the, what happened to the Bill Hartman show. Bill Hartman much worse than this one. Than this one. Go ahead, sir. Um, um, yeah, this, yeah. Why? why? We're not going to listen to Ilhan Omar. She's married to her own brother. Okay. Um, you know what? Let me just tell you something, Robert. Um, anybody who looks at me and calls into the show, and by the way, I respect every caller, but anybody who calls into my show with a trope like that, what am I supposed to answer to you that you're going to say, I am not going to listen to a person. Let's go under the assumption that you are correct. Let's go under that assumption that you are correct. But the essence of what she is saying is true. And this is what I'm, I want to show you how the, the, the right wing has used so many people to look against what's their best interest. I don't care who Ilan Omar is, if Ilan Omar is legal as far as not committed crimes, etc., and she has been elected by her folks well, to go into... Not if she's into, a legal uh, let, let me finish. Let me finish. And then I'll, I'll give you a chance to speak, sir. Uh, if she has been elected and she is speaking real truths, in other words, everything that she mentioned in that piece, sir, was the truth. I don't know where you stand on the ideological spectrum, but it seems to me that if you're telling me that Ilan Omar is married to her brother and she's an illegal alien, and by the way, I am a legal naturalized citizen myself, but if, if that's what you have been trained to believe on about her, and we know better, it's just like how many were trained to believe that President Obama was uh, not a U.S. citizen. He, his mother is a woman out of Kansas. It didn't matter if Obama was born in Kenya and the, the, that the mainstream media didn't educate folks like you and everybody else who thought that, oh, there's somehow we can say Obama was a foreigner or Obama was an illegal alien or Obama wasn't born here. It didn't matter. His mother, just like Cruz's mother, Ted Cruz's mother, was is an American, an American citizen, which means he is a natural born citizen for the presidency. That that was not ever told to you guys. It makes me, it shows me the dereliction of the duty of our media, that some will have you believe that. Now, even as you hear Ilan Omar and you says, oh, I'm not going to believe her because she's married to her brother and she is an illegal alien. Two things that are provably false, but that you would believe that, right? And that you, that's what, that's how they program your mind. The idea is to disregard. They have you thinking about so many other things that you don't think of things that matter to you. Those things that she said are things that your Republicans are doing, my dear brother. And it's going to hurt you, your family, your brother, your sister, your aunt. But because you are thinking about Ilan Omar married to her brother, which is what they want you to believe, you can't see that they're actually screwing you. You get my point? No, I don't. The, uh, fake statistics don't matter to me. Okay, you know, uh, sir, uh, it's not fake. Now. You can look at, you can read the bill. Is, the hmm. bill is there for you to read, sir. You, can, you don't have to talk about, you don't have to listen to what I'm saying. You can go read the bill. It's there for in black and white. You can read the bill. You don't have to say about fake statistics. Have you opened the bill and read it? 
Uh, well, Sir? no. Much like Pelosi. So again, how can you make a comment about it, sir, if you haven't read the bill? Well, I just know this lady doesn't have the common sense or the common decency not to marry her brother that I'm not going to listen to her. Okay. How, how do you know she has married her brother, sir? It's a fact. She had to marry her brother to gain citizenship into the United States. He brought her over here. from. Who, who told you that, sir? Uh, I heard it on CNN. That's my point. You see, the, the thing about it is funny. CNN never said that, okay? You may, have a, you may have a pundit on CNN who tried to say that, but CNN never said that because, speaking, we've gone through her records, we've gone through her naturalization papers, et cetera, et cetera. It's not a true statement, but that you can believe it, it means that you are not able now to listen to the sensible things she said. By the way, I met her in person in, uh, in Pittsburgh. I interviewed her in Pittsburgh in person. Uh, there, I should play that interview because it, it, it's apropos to all that you are saying right now. But, you know, my friend, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for calling. But I, want, I hope you continue to listen and, and, and at least give me, just as you have given those who have lied to you the opportunity to uh, their ears, I hope you will give me a listen as well, because there's one thing I don't do on air. I think I care too much about the people listening to me. I care too much about them to lie to them, sir. Okay. So you have a wonderful day. Lie to me too. Thank you, sir. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. But anyway, folks, um, I, I want you to understand what occurs there. It seems like we may be having a little bit of phone problems. I'm not sure. But I, I want to let you know uh, the, the idea. Robert, Robert, you listen to Robert. Robert's probably not a bad guy. But when you are listening to, when you are being indoctrinated by people, and Robert just proves a point that we talk about all of the times. Ilan Omar read the bill. Ilan Omar comes on TV and she starts to tell Americans how the bill that the Republican just passed is going to screw them. And the only thing that Robert was able to assert, uh, was able to see or feel was that somehow this woman is married to her brother. She's an illegal alien. That's all he could think of. And that's the magic of the Republican message and the magic of why so many people follow the ill information and make the wrong choices. And that is what we have to fight against. We can win. Go ahead, Bobby. Come on in. Bobby, you're hot. Okay. Talk to me, Bobby. Hi, good morning. Good morning, sir. So um, you had asked me to call back uh, yesterday while we were talking briefly about guns, but I guess I wasn't uh, coming through. Yeah, I, I guess there, 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 there. I guess I, I'm not sure why some of the calls uh, didn't come through, but as you can see, you're on now. So, uh, talk, what were we talking about again? Which which part were we talking about? Okay, well, first I, I really have two things. I'll just go real quick because um, you're talking about budget right now and budget cuts. Um, Yes, sir. I think that that both parties, Republican and Democrat, need to try to think about and get a grip on the loss of control of our funds. Um, you know, before the nine eleven happened, there was an office inside of the Pentagon 
that was investigating, I believe at that time it was somewhere between 10 and $20 trillion that the Department of yes. Defense couldn't find. Um, of course, the office, unfortunately, that was doing their internal investigation was exploded on 9-11. by Trump. Right, right. So my point is, though, just real quickly, I just wanted to throw this out there. I know it's not really up for debate. I mean, it's just I feel like, you know, President Kennedy and also before he got assassinated was in that speech was talking about how, um, you know, we as a society are, you know, kind of against like secret, you know, um, societies. We like openness. But I just feel like, you know, 10 to 20 trillion dollars. I almost feel like they have us arguing over, you know, Republicans and Democrats against each other while the hand that really controls the hand is doing something completely like we're distracted. It's like they want us. It's like the algorithms that are out there just have us so divided right now. It's like they want that. And I just feel like, Bobby, I just want to tell you how right you are, sir. Okay. Yeah. And there's a a government above our government. And I feel like everything that's happening with all the elected officials, they're almost like puppets. Who are the people that are telling the president, no, you can't go to this base. He's our highest elected official, right? He's supposed to be the chief commander, but yet he can't go to the most sensitive bases to see what's going on. And nobody can, there is no congressional oversight. There's nobody, you know, telling them what they can and cannot do. And they're, you know, they're in control. I mean, I just looked up a little while ago, what's the annual U.S. budget? It was something like $7 trillion. So government, you know, money runs governments. And as we see about once a year, you know, like, oh, if they can't, you know, get their spinning cuts together, oh, the government shut down, the parks shut down, as if we don't have the money. So they'll set our parks, they'll shut our schools. But meanwhile, the Department of Defense and whoever else is sitting on ten, twenty trillion dollars trillion, you know, preparing for continuity of government, should, you know, asteroidal impact, you know, the Space Force, you know, underground bases, they're spending their... What's actually happened, and I don't know if you're familiar with this term, is there has been in our country now a breakaway society where now we are just like the laymen who are told like the bare minimal about anything. And they're just working on a whole different technological basis and have the funds to do everything that they want. Uh, Let me tell you, Bobby, Bobby, you are Uh, absolutely right. Um, uh, We're too late to discuss guns. I'm going to beg you to listen again tomorrow and call in early. And we're because I I think the subject deserves time. And and, and given the somebody has to get reins on them and whoever whoever those people are that are spending, you know, like so much money. We have no idea who these people even are, what they're up to. And nobody. They're completely doing whatever they want. And that's our government. I I I want to make a comment there real quick, Bobby. And then I got to let you go. But I want to make a comment. First of all, you're absolutely right. Secondly, there is an answer. And the answer is we. Okay. If we put the right people in there, the problem about it is if you heard my caller before, Robert, what occurred with Robert is Robert heard so many things about Ilan Omar that he couldn't see what she was saying. He could only think. Fake news travels three times faster. Right. Then 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 factual news. So anything that's false is gonna go. be more it's gonna be more dynamic to listen to and oh it let's talk about it at the at the you know the when we're drinking our coffee and it's that's what people want. And and just like you said, the Republicans don't care about their constituents, it seems like they probably don't. Like nobody really really cares. Cause they like especially in the Republicans, you know, they they're all you know, all these politicians, like it should be illegal for them to take so much money from their special interest groups. Bobby, you know, what thank do you, you for calling, Bobby. I gotta give Johnny a chance to talk <laughs> because I only got a minute. Okay. So thank you. So thank you, brother. All right, Johnny, come on in, sir. Come on in. You've got exactly no, forty five seconds, my brother. Okay, you can hear me, right? Yes, sir. Okay, real quick. Um, I noticed you provided a bunch of facts. There was a list of about a dozen so-called demands on the Republican side. And it's funny because 
Actually, they probably want only three or four of those items, but they overblow what they want in order to win what they really want. So they act like they look like they're negotiating by letting you uh, take away eight of their items when they're actually getting what they want. So my answer is to Republicans is I would tell all Democratic politicians today in Washington to tell the Republicans to F off, period, plain and simple. We are at a critical point in this country. We can no longer afford Republican Party corporate oligarch sensibilities. My sensibilities thank you, Johnny. need to be followed. I got to go, but thank you so kindly. As usual, you're right. Folks, I really appreciate you being here with us today. Uh, that we The lightning took us off about 10 minutes or so, but we're back on. Tomorrow we'll be back. We'll be with great subjects again. My name is Egberto Willis, and you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.